feel like my definition of success, and this is for anyone, is, you know, feeling content and happy with the work that you're doing and living within your purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chai with Rai. Hi, I'm your host, Rai, and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry, all while sipping and spilling some hot chai, and of course, discussing all things life and culture surrounding the creative industry. Now, if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you stream your podcasts from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast, comment on it, and share it on your story social media and spread the word it organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall as i always say it just shares the love also if you haven't already you can now become a patron to chai with rye by signing up on patreon for five pounds or as i love saying it in this accent five dollars each month your subscription will help support the show but also get you exclusive things such as a 24-hour link to the unedited and unfiltered video version of the show before it goes live on all podcast streaming platforms shout out in the show of your comments and of yourself exclusive opt-ins to any of the guest projects such as if a writer i've had on the show are doing a workshop or a director who i've had on the show is looking for an assistant director i will be advertising on the patreon channel and lastly you will also get exclusive visuals and soundbounds to the show not published anywhere else but on patreon i will put the link for the patreon channel in the description of the episode so make sure to check that out but without further ado let's warm up our cuppers and let's dive into part two with actor and writer subika anwar khan the world is going it's it's i do this game with people like it's called apocalypse end of world so oh like, my god how are, gonna, how are you gonna save the world i i will say there's a zombie op- a zombie apocalypse what skill set <laughs> do you currently have to be able to survive in the world so question if, you, if the world is going to the end like the water is like you know taking over the world like there's no more land and anything like that it's so all- the water's rising and there's a zombie apocalypse yeah, sure. Let's throw fun. let's let's throw both of those in. Why not? How? What are you bringing to the table? Sabine? Nothing. I am dead. I'm dead within minutes. I've got no plan, bitch. I'm going with. I'm the first to go. And if you need to eat my body, I'll get you. I understand. So you'll become a zombie. Zombie yourself. In, yeah. Like. I could try and negotiate with a zombie, but that's about <laughs> fucking it, mate. So you have good like, negotiation. I'm not zombie. I'm like, look, if you eat me, zombie, uh, ah, too late, you know. You'll do an interpretation. And I can't swim either, so I'd be fucked. I'd be double fucked. I'd be drowning as I was getting eaten. Could you not learn how to swim? I what I'm taking. I do away- know how to swim a little bit, but it's a bit, but not like look. I can't. Uh, but the thing is, I'm con- comparing myself to someone who in my who was in my life for a very long time, who was an incredible swimmer, who like Olympic level. Michael Phelps. Swimmer. Michael Phelps. Kind of yeah. Speaker's life for a very long time. Very long time. Michael Phelps esque. So I was constantly like, oh, I can't swim. I can't swim. Was it Tom they... Daly? Were you attached to Tom Daly? <laughs> yeah, that's who it was. No, it was he a diver. He was a diver. But he could still swim. Yes. Yes. And this person could dive and swim. So, you know, and they taught me a lot about swimming, actually. And that's, you know, when I ended up 
learning how to swim significantly. But anyway, did you? I can swim, but I. The point is, in the apocalypse, I'm not going to get very far. I'm going to. Oh shit! I'm trying to swim away. But what I'm just literally taking away from this, the only thing you have to bring to the table is negotiation skills with a zombie. Possibly, possibly. I'm not even that great at negotiating. What about you? What would you do? I'm a good swimmer, so I'll be able to swim. Okay. Yeah, I'm a great swimmer, so I'll be How able to swim. You're Asian. You're not meant to be a good swimmer. What's going on there? Yeah, but I'm half, Tur- I'm half Turkish too, so. You're half? Tur- no wonder. So what's the sea by the by Turkey? What's that sea? The Indian Ocean? Sure, let's go with that. Don't test yeah. my geography. So that's yeah. why. You but Indian I love, I love, like literally, I've done diving. I like love it. Also, that's like, why you're so fit, right? You're half Turkish. You got Asian blood in you. You got a bit of Pakistani, and you got a bit of Indian in you, haven't you? Sure. Let's just go with everything. I got a bit of Spanish in me. I got Spanish. Of, yeah. Mm. Just all of it. Yummy, yummy. The only yummy, thing yummy. I need is an overall paint of white. That's what I would you love. Do not need that. Because I me. would love to live life like a rich white girl. Oh my god, yeah. A rich white girl. I want to know what it's like to be white for a day. I feel like, you know, there was a show called Wife Swap. There should be a show. (laughs) I think there is. I think I saw something on a news thing where there is basically there's this guy who's this white, bigoted, prejudiced guy. And he came out and he was like, I don't know what the problem is with being black. being black isn't a problem because they did a race swap no did they do blackface blacked up yeah and he went around that's problematic that's problematic so problematic and then he's come out the other end being like yep there's no problems i don't understand like black people are causing a fuss for no reason i've read that somewhere whether it was like clickbait or not i don't know do you know what i mean it could have been a fake news thing but i'll have to check it out i want lifestyle swap so what i want is us to stay in our races a little bit and like we just do a lifestyle swap so like you as a white girl from malibu come and live in 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 northampton or in Green Street, and oh my we, God, yes. we put you in a burqa or a hijab. I don't know. We we like literally. It's a shavakamis, like a plain shavakamis. Yeah, shavakamis. We da- if your hair is blonde, we give you a brown wig just to you yeah. know give put it down, dull it down a little yeah, bit. Put you a fat, give you a fat suit as well, like yeah. jump you up a little bit, give you a couple of prosthetics, like a couple of spots and shit like that. Yeah, put glasses. You- yeah, no, hang on. What are you saying about Asian women? No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> no, what the fuck? No, it's a lifestyle swap in the sense of like you who somebody who has never experienced that gets to experience that. And I want you to live yes. in a household with like eight kids, parents, <laughs> Muslim household and shit, or like Indian, like very, very strict Jane household. Yeah. And this girl who's never yeah. had that gets to go to Malibu and smoke weed and just like go live to her best her, life. Live her best life. Although for her, she'll be like, I need to pray. It's Numas. Yeah. And she'll probably be like, Oh God, people live like this. Like it's so dirty. Or they'll yeah. just be like, It's so, it's so exposing. It's so like they're just so open and exposed. Yeah, we'll we'll need to well, iron out both. the kings. We'll iron yeah, out the yeah, kings. Yeah. So that yeah. it's not controversial, but entertaining yeah. at the same time. Yeah. But, Maybe a dash of controversy. Yeah, because like Love Island has shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And so many other shows do. So, you know. I mean, if anyone is listening to this and wants to put me in Malibu, yeah. I'm yeah. so for it. 
Have you watched The Holiday with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet? Yes, I have. Yeah. Who hasn't? No, it's like such an overrated film. No, but it's also such a good film because it's, it's all about it lifestyle swap. So you are you could be Kate Winslet going to Cameron Diaz's house yes. in LA, and Cameron yeah. Diaz is coming to your little cottage in Northampton. Well, Cameron Diaz, girl, if you're listening to this, get in touch. Yeah, a swap. Swap. Swap with me. Swap with me, Cameron Diaz. New title Swap of Swap with me, Cameron Diaz. Although my household isn't as stereotypical Desi household. That's the thing. So it's we'll not that stereotypical. It's not like my mom would be like, yeah, if that's what you want to wear, that's fine. Okay. I'll, she I'll... won't be like, it, you know, if Cameron Diaz comes out with like shorts on, then my mum will have words. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll like, we'll make it certain structured, like how the producers do in all of those reality TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. We'll like have, give them a script and stuff like that. Well, not a script, just structure a little bit and like okay, work a little bit and things like that. I'm here for this. The new title, Cameron Diaz, swap with me. Cameron Diaz, swap with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. much better. Yeah, and sexual than the sex one. Than the sex one. We have not talked anything about what the episode was going to be, which was fucking success, which I'm fine with. Hey, we have. No, we have not. We I'm fine. We can do a part two. Let's just do a part then. Whatever coffee. you decide. Wait, have you made your coffee? I've made my coffee, yes. And it's in my Royal Shakespeare Company mug, RSC mug. That's, a, that's, a, goal. that's a goal of mine. To be at the RSC. To be at the Globe performing Caliban in The Tempest. Really? That's, that's a goal of mine, to do The Tempest, the play at the Globe and play Caliban. That is so weird because I went to go and watch Twelfth Night, but it was a university production. And my friend who I went with, she said that she was in The Tempest and her and she was playing Caliban. It's but not in the globe in her university production. Yeah. She was like, it was juicy and amazing. It's such a juicy. I don't know it. I don't know the Tempest. You know, it's a really good player. I'd say really. It? Yeah, it's a really good yeah, play because it has like it has like fantasy, it has complexities of like romance, politics. I watched the version with Helen Mirren because there's a film version of it as well. Oh, nice. And then I pl- I did it kind of at uni we had to do a Shakespeare module in our thing did you have to and we had to do like episodic monologues and make it a cohesive show yeah no well I didn't go to drama school and I didn't really do any intense significant training in acting so I never really got to experiment and do all of that kind of thing like with Shakespeare texts and things but I did do creative writing and we had like an English literature module so I studied a lot of books so but we didn't like take extracts and recreate it we had to rewrite certain things so we I think we had to rewrite a Shakespeare play and adapt it and things like that but it was like all written so would you ever want to do something Shakespeare? Because I know a lot of actors are like, I don't want to touch that. I know. Yeah, I would love to, actually. A good friend of mine, she was in Comedy of Errors, Evita J. Uh, do you know Evita? I don't know Evita. Okay. Apologies. And she's at back at the RSC, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're producing The Empress, I think, by Tanika oh. Gupta. Oh, yes, um, they are. They announced it, yeah. Yeah, so she's in that. Um, but she's obviously built up that relationship with them. So, yeah. And she was in Comedy of Errors and she did loads of like, they do in Stratford um, outdoor performances during the summer. 
so yeah so she did a lot of things there all during covid and stuff and yeah i i would actually really like to i'd actually really like to it was actually watching i watched ben wishaw was in a shakespeare piece i can't remember what it was i don't think it was hamlet was it uh macbeth macbeth yes that was it wasn't it yeah yeah and he, his performance just made me want to be in a Shakespeare play. I was like, wow, I would love to do a significant role. And even not a significant role, actually. Both. I think some of the minor characters are really, uh, are really juicy and really. complex. And, yeah. and I think when you get to do, um, I can't remember the term for it in the back of my head right now, but when you get to do dual roles or you get to do like more than one role, so you have a principal role, and then you get to do like lots of different things yeah that in itself is like so gratifying because you get to dive into so many worlds and you get to be part of so many things that is so have you done that have you done that in a I have never done it but I remember I went to the Donmar and I saw I want to say I think I saw Macbeth there and it was such a gritty drama they kept it to I think like five actors Mm. or even less than that and a lot of them played like multiple roles and I think it was the first time in a staged version I saw the daughters being like of different ethnicities and like it also you've been to Donmar right Uh yeah it's such an intimate space whereas the globe Mm. has such a a volume feel to it that it just made the experience really intimate to inhale yeah yeah at the Donmar at the Donmar, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, the globe has a raised stage, doesn't it? So you're looking up, so yeah. you can often disconnect that way, unless you've got a seat. But even then, you're kind of like at eye level, unless you're kind of like looking down. But the Donmar, the seats are like really raised up high. So you're you're either looking down or you're at like eye level. You're not like ever looking up kind of thing, which I think is key in a th- designing a theatre, I think. I, I don't know. I think that has an impact anyway. Is there a role that you theatrically want to either create or do that you feel like is something that when you're done, you're done with it? Like I've recently been having this conversation with like my mm-hmm. mentor, things like that. And I feel like I only have the capacity within me right now to do one theatre play. Right now, right at this Right minute. now, right at this minute. Unless something comes along and I'm like really like wanting to do it for either financial reasons or escalation reason. Right now, personally, for my sole purpose, I feel like I only have one theatre production in me to do a lead role. And that is of my own work. And that is it. And after mm-hmm. that, I feel like I have done things and I can like move on to like film and TV. Yeah. So you feel like once that's done, so say, for example, it was where would it be in what space I think that will make a difference for me I'm I so I'm going to do an R&D for it this year but I I want it to be I would love for it to be at the national yeah okay so you're at the national yeah you've got a solo show I don't know if they do solo shows there or maybe it's like an an, an ensemble piece but it's a piece that you've written and yeah you're in it as well it'd probably be at the Dorfman theatre it'd probably be in that space or the royal court by the way i forgot to say that or the royal Royal court okay that i think that would probably be a little bit more (laughs) experimental and that would be better for your stuff yeah so say it's at the royal court so i think they do like a four-week rehearsal period there whereas at the national they get to do up to like six seven weeks but it depends if it's at the olivier or whatever yeah so you'd have like a four-week rehearsal period you've done all the r&d you're not talking about the r&d 
you're talking about the art you're talking about the rehearsal period and putting on the show for like how long like a six week run should I tell you what I had in mind? I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for Three it. Three shows. Three shows. Televised and streamed. So you wanted to do one show that was televised? No, all three shows that were televised and streamed and then that was it. So three separate theatre shows? No, same, same three nights one of show. Run. Three nights of run. What? Say that again. So as in like, I will do the, it's one theatre show that will only run for three days. What? Why? Partially because I feel like... People need to get out and see it. Like, they, they're they busy. People are busy. Uh, yes, which is why I feel like it'll be, like, such a short span. You get in, and that is it. It's not going to be performed again. It's televised, so you can oh, watch it from home. Yeah, so it's televised and streamed, so you can watch it from home. So there's multiple... But that records. takes the, the beauty away from it. I think, no, like, the theatre... I no, feel like theatre for say me, that. it's yeah. the live, the liveness. It makes such. I've seen the same shows, and yeah. I've been yeah. in the same show. So I was in, in um in a show at the National, and we did it. We uh, did the NT live thing, so it went live, live, live stream streamed, and then it was also at the same time put on their iPlayer, the yeah. National iPlayer, and I've watched it, and it just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. have the same impact as when you're sat there watching it. I, I can I can gather that, but I also think you're like yeah, I don't care. No, I I I see that point, but I also think that theatre in in getting involved in the business of theatre and how the politics and the NPOs and the finances run, I think that theatre doesn't pay you a lot. A, you really have to do it for the craft. B, I think for me as an actor, live work in itself sometimes is so scary to do like for my mindset that I would only have as of right now I only have that mindset to be only doing it for a specific amount of run so you've only got three shows in you as right now yeah maybe five at tops if I was to push myself because also the story that I'm wanting to tell is very personal it's very traumatic and I feel like I don't want to cry in it I don't want to do anything with it and if somebody was to push me to cry or like do that I I feel like I would be mentally detethering that so much for the rest of my life yeah you'd that I I wouldn't be able to do that so I think like if you know people say if the world is your oyster and like these things you can do it whatever that is my that's what you would do yeah 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 that's what I would do and what about say for example you were in if you got cast in a Shakespeare play like would you be able to do like the runs that they do at the RSC like do do because they do it in rap as well they do do yeah so would you be able to do that? And it's not any, and it's not personal, but you can obviously yeah, yeah. relate to the character. And if it was it. Caliban, if it was Caliban, yeah, Caliban, yeah, yeah. I I adore that character. I've like watched so many things on it. I've dived so much into that role, and for me, it's it takes me back to the core of why. I wanted to do storytelling, which is like the play of it, the nuanced story of it, how it relates to so many things of the the outcast the one who's not listened to, the misunderstood one, the lover that yeah. is never given a chance. And I think there's so many things in there that I, I as a, like, 
who I identify as, I would just have so much fun yeah. diving into Playing that, that character and, and every day finding different things about it. But I think in order to do that show, one thing that I've realized as an actor that I don't know if you feel like to do certain things like that, scalability and experience, you need like, if you can dive in mm-hmm. about any of those things and you have can do attitude and you will do it, go for it. But I feel okay. like, I feel like at this point where my mental space is at, I yeah. need I need experience and I need scalability to be able to do something like that. Yeah, and I think that's that's such a great attitude to have, like being highly aware of where you're at mentally and what your capacity is and thinking, actually, I need to, I'm aware of what this would take or X, Y would take, X, Y, Z would take, and I need these things in order to be able to do that and I don't have that under my belt at the moment and having experienced such and such Mm. means that I know that and I think that that awareness is is so key especially in this industry because you get so many people so many young people saying I can do it I'll do it like it doesn't I'll work really hard and then you know you get into it and then that you hear actors are complaining or not complaining but they're expressing certain emotions about the same things like oh I just can't get my lines in I didn't know that I had to learn my lines enough oh I've got to walk and uh, and have these emotions and learn my lines at the same time or I've got to deliver that action to that person then I've got to sing this line up and it's like well yeah that's actually what it takes that is what the business is it's like very hard to, the craft, to do yeah. the, the craft and yeah exactly so that's great to have that awareness to be like actually I'm not where I want to be right now yeah what about you I'm, I don't feel like I am I mean the more experience that I can get the better but I do feel I do feel an element of because I've been in this industry I feel for like over 15 years now and I feel like I've got a lot of experience <laughs> enough to to put myself into into certain roles I think I can do them yeah Yeah. I feel I feel ready I feel very very ready and I know what it will take and it's very hard I had a friend who um, I met as part of this actors group that I'm a part of in my local town yesterday and she was an understudy for two roles at the national dancing at Lunasa and she was fantastic because we saw the understudy run in one of the roles that she was in and then she said it it was the hardest thing she's ever done in her life. She was on one night having to learn 786 lines for two characters that were pretty significant principal roles Yeah, at the National, you know, made her feel very vulnerable and fearful of, you know, I'm a, I could potentially go on. So, you know, having to like learn those two big characters it, it it took a lot it was like day and night what's the word where you're like focused and dedicated yeah day and night 24 hours a day seven days a week dedication to the craft and these characters and I'm like yeah yeah I know and that's why I run and that's why I look after myself and that's why it's important and that can be your like that that can be like anyone's level of what they define as successful you know yeah. so if I was just doing that for the rest of my life, like going into and, you know, maybe not playing principal characters. And I'd like to, you know, eventually get to that point where I am playing lead roles, but it takes a hell of a lot because you're running the show, you're driving the entire thing. But yeah, if I was doing that and I and maybe not playing principal characters for the rest of my life, I think I'd, that would be my level of success. 
yeah, yeah. If, if I didn't reach fame and all of that and it's fine because you know if you play a, a role you're 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 in it for the season of say for example for a tv show you're in it until you're in it until you're not mm. and then you're forgotten really so it doesn't really matter all of these yeah. things so, I think I'm so fascinated with two things, which is like your ideal of success and what that means and to working smarter and not harder. So like even mm-hmm. when you were saying this and sometimes I think about it like this, I'm like, sometimes it's so easy to, I don't know, build clout around you, for example, of like going on reality TV shows, going on like becoming influencers and then just doing films a couple of here and there and then just having a couple of lines where you don't need to dive into the character of it. You're just there as you and you say a couple of lines and that's that and then building off that and building into celebrity, which I don't think there's anything wrong with, but just knowing what your mental capacities are and what you want or understanding what is success for you so is it monetary value is it that you want that olivier is it that you want that bafta you want those tonys grammys and you know oscars and things like that which again there's nothing wrong with but how are you going to get there what is the journey of the product that you're going to do what is money and like so many things go into your head where i'm just like sometimes i didn't get into this business because of that no, I didn't either. I never thought, okay, I'm going to have all these raging reviews and mm. I'm going to win these awards. And I never, that was never like, I never sat there and thought, oh, this is going to be my acceptance speech. I got into it because just of the pure love of being able to perform. And obviously there's some childhood psychological trauma that's dry. Well, I, you, I shouldn't use trauma because like that's such a... Heavy loaded. Yeah, it's very heavy, yeah. heavily loaded. And I don't think it was trauma. But, you know, some psychological childhood thing that's like driven me to do that. You know, maybe I wasn't seen, I wasn't heard the way that I wanted to be and didn't feel that element of belonging in my culture and like outside of what was defined as not being my culture at the same time. And then finding a space where I could play and be different characters and do different things and you know being not rewarded but recognized for Mm -hmm. that ability to be able to bring those elements to that character and or write these really complex characters I think being seen and heard and validated externally which again is quite unhealthy has definitely (laughs) been (laughs) a driver for for me to want to do that but I yeah but it gave me something it gave me some like this element of satisfaction. I was always practicing dance routines like in my living room. I was always learning lines from scripts. Or, or if I'd watched a TV show, like I'd write the lyrics down or I'd write the dialogue down. I don't know. There was an element of performance that I was really fascinated by. And I was enabled by that, by the groups of girls I used to hang out with at school. They were, all used to go wow. to like stage school and dance. I didn't have that. Yeah. Stage, you you know, went to skate school? I didn't go to stage school, but a lot of the people that I was hanging out with did. And I went to, um, it wasn't an <laughs> like a, an established accredited stage school, but I went to one that did like dance and performances and like we put on shows and things like that, like in and around Northampton. Like I did, I went to something that was, that wasn't like, um, like Stagecoach or, you know, Pauline Quirk Academy. I didn't go to one of those. Yeah. But I went to like a, a, a like, <laughs> I hate to say it, like a lesser version one. It was like run by this black lady and she want, she had like singers and dancers and actors in there. Yeah. And 
musicians and stuff and it was all like street dance and stuff so it was a bit alternative so but I went to that instead I think that as children there's so many things that like shape your adulthood that sometimes we don't take the time to acknowledge and I found that in recent conversations that I've had that I felt I couldn't belong in a lot of places like you're saying and the only mm. place where I could have fun and play around and felt like home and gave you this innate feeling that you just can't describe was the arts whether that was like painting and things like that and it made me doing that which no one else was doing made me feel like validated as a person yeah and it, and that I had something to offer because looking around like everybody has something to offer so like the women had like food offer like mm. maternal instincts love to offer like parent like dads in terms of like that provided like resources like in terms of cars money you know like so- something else and I feel like everybody had a job or a role or something that they could do and I felt like the art was one thing that I was good at I wasn't good at numbers I wasn't good at like you no. know science and shit like that no like, me neither double d in science that's yeah, the only double d's I've ever had d in maths c in science yeah okay well I got a c in maths and double d in science but oh. I had a tutor in maths for five years so yeah. that's why I managed to scrape the c yeah I was best friends even with my science teacher because like I was that kid that would yeah you were like don't give me the f sir no no, no it wasn't that I would go to the science room and my teacher, Miss Eggwell, she had like plants around. So I would take care of the plants and I would like organize her room for her. So I was that kid that in lunch and after school, I spent time with teachers and I didn't hang out with the other school kids as much. The only school kids that I hung out with was in the fine arts department or in the drama school club no way. or chess That's club. So cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't, like, I was just, like, uh, getting bullied so much. Geeky. Oh, you were getting bullied. Okay. Do you, in PE classes, people would open up the the equipment wardrobe and, like, throw basketballs at me and footballs at me and shit like that and turn the light. It's hard being a guy sometimes. Well, I think one thing that was always hard was, like, getting told who I was before I even knew who I was. So Mm -hmm. getting told that, like, I, I don't think, like, I knew I was, came from Pakistan but I'd like it to be called Paki to yeah. be called faggot to be called like queer boy terrorist and all of these things before I even knew like who I was or like yeah. being called dumb and autistic and all of these things before I knew I was neurodiverse like all of these things which I feel mm-hmm. like kids are just evil at man that is evil I feel like the world can be like kids can be so cruel yeah yeah, I mean, touch wood, luckily. Are you guys turning around and being like, I was one of those kids. And I was I- one of those bullies. <laughs> I was the popular one at school. It doesn't but- surprise me. It does not surprise me. What? People- it doesn't surprise you that I was a popular kid at school. No, it doesn't. I wasn't, though. I wasn't, I wasn't popular, but I didn't get bullied, touch wood. But yeah. I had friends who got bullied, but they, when I met them, they told me that they got bullied when they were at a different school. Yeah. So I didn't hang out with anyone who was getting bullied. And I'd always have the backs of people who were getting bullied. And then I'd also hang out with the bullies as well. But they weren't bullies as such. They were just like the popular girls like who would smoke in the cig- cigarettes in the, in the bathroom. So they'd smoke cigarettes and would smoke cigarettes in the toilets. And, <laughs> and you know, I'd chill with them. And be on their side because I just wanted to fit in. It was like a genuine, like 
like genuine like oh my but there was one incident where it was food technology and like I was making something with lemon and I'm like oh my god like thinking about this I'm just like "Mm, you're so fucking stupid like these girls who I was also friends with and hung out with yeah like oh do you like lemons like do you like lemons (laughs) and I was like what and then basically it's like you're a lemon which means lesbian oh that that happened to me once like they laughed they were like do you know what lemon means and then I heard them say like lesbian and then I was just like what and then I was just like I think I just had a bit of an attitude of like don't like chat to me yeah with a a weird tone in your voice like what are you chatting about and then it just stopped and then it didn't happen again I thought you were going to go somewhere way different because in my food tech I once made biryani and I made shahi tukre shahi tukre do you know what Shahi Tukre are? No, no, no. So Shahi Tukre is this thing, which I can teach you what it is. It's basically fried bread dipped in like saffrony, pistachio, sugary milk. And then you have it. It's actually really delicious, but it's really... You get fried. it from the Matai shop. You, I don't know if they do it in the Matai shop. Some Thai places do it, like Chai Vala or something oh. like that. So, yeah. I'm not desi enough, by the way. Uh, yeah, but like Shahi Tukre was like the thing. Like that and like we would make, um, if we had leftover rice and mum would be like, oh, we don't have any dessert. Just put some milk and sugar and just have that like a keto. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good times. Oh my God, that's amazing. No, I made tagliatelle <laughs> i made a winnie the pooh cake oh and i don't know what else of fucking english shit i made i just wanted to fit in and be like yeah i just made probably made like a lasagna and like i probably made i don't even remember making anything else really i just remember that i probably made a boiled egg or some shit like that a boiled egg see this is well, why I my school was shit wow this is why it's so bad i not care about yeah, this is why I'm, I can't cook. Well, I can cook now, but this is why for the longest time I just was not interested in cooking or didn't care about it. Lol, lol, lol. Well, you can become, when I start, when I have established my restaurant and I start doing cooking classes, you can come. Okay, so you're going to start a restaurant? Well, this is, I had a meeting yesterday with my mentor and I was like, she was like, what are your goals? Like, what is the ultimate thing? And I was like, to be a showrunner and to have a restaurant of my own. That would be incredible i would definitely come to that yeah and then i want to do like classes from that restaurant like on how to cook certain things oh okay so what kind of food would it be it'll be like home cooking because i grew up on home cooking foods yeah and i want it to be like all female chefs as well i went to this amazing restaurant in marlebone i think it's called Oh, is it Jaconis? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. It begins with a J. Jacondis or Jaconis? Yeah. That was incredible. And it's uh-huh. the female chef and home cooked food, but it's like fusion. You should, next time you're here, we'll go to Darjeeling Express. This woman okay. was, she's, I think she's Bengali, but she cooks like Asian food and she cooks it right there in front of you. Oh and my God, I want to go. So yeah, it's very popular. So we'll go there. You, okay. Actually, when's the show that your friend is doing? The one at the Globe? Oh, it's at the RSC. So she's going to be in Stratford, but then she's bringing, they're bringing it to London in August. Oh, wait. Tell me when that is and we'll make let's a difference. Let's go. Like, yeah. I'm serious about this shit, not about how when you were here and you were like, let's go watch this film and we just didn't end up doing it. Well, so I, you, I told you to go and watch it. That I is true. But I thought, I thought, and it then was you like, went, oh, when are you free? And then I didn't reply because I was 
doing the Tara thing. The Tara. I love when people call Dara Tara. I've started doing that as well. Tara. Dara. Tara. 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 The Tara. Thing. I still. Should I tell you, if people still ask me what my career highlight is, two things will always come to mind. One, the fact that I'm still performing, like after 15 years or so, whatever, like we've talked about, we're still in this industry and we know yeah. that we're. And the second is literally performing at Dara would be a highlight because the amount of Asian talent that has come through and it is a it is like That's the place true. I will always yes. like yeah yeah us special lot have come through Tara yeah. Dara Dara <laughs> we've all come through Tara thanks Tara but if you think about like Mira Sayal like yeah, exactly you know what I mean this is it this is what we started started at a specific space and like we have been a part of that history now and now we just need to do a run there of a professional yeah now I need to actually get my show on uh and we need to (laughs) and then we need to tour it or do a co-production with like another place so that it goes like how did it with the doctor yes yeah so yeah that that needs to be a thing and then needs to happen and then we just need to be millionaires and yeah. find joyfulness in ourselves and contentment and happiness mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I feel like I'll be okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think that's my version of success. And that is the episode of what is yours? The end, guys. That's definitely mine. Have a yeah. yacht. I mean, I'm not asking for a lot, just a yacht. A little, just a yacht. Just a little one, you know, not, not one of those bougie ones that I can just sail and like look fabulous on and wear yeah. all my fabulous, like skimpy, co Northampton based outfits on. That's all I want. And that's Lost my, and, and if you've got a dream uh, that's, you know, about the bougie lifestyle, I urge Lovely. you to go and go for it. Yeah. You need, you need to be not you don't need to find a rich sugar daddy you need to be the sugar mama i need to be the sugar daddy i see you on a yacht playing like blasting out either the following playing ariel's mermaid or 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 playing uh nasty girl by uh yeah it's definitely the latter yeah it's nasty girl Nasty, 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 nasty girl. So nasty, put some clothes on. I told you. Nasty, <laughs> nasty gal. Nasty gal. That, that for sure, for that sure. Do we have anything else to say on success before we move okay, on? Okay, maybe I should just be serious about like what my my definition of success is. I feel like my definition of success, and this is for anyone, is you know, feeling content and happy with the work that you're doing and living within your purpose so living in a in a way that allows you to do the things that you want to do and I feel like as human beings we are creative beings so as long as there's an element of creativity and it might be philanthropic as well you might feel like your purpose is to give back and you're feeling happy and content with what you are doing there are definitely going to be challenges across the way when you are trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve but it doesn't feel like arduous or wrong it Mm. feels like it's meant to be a part of the journey which is so cliche to say but it's a part of the journey (laughs) but the journey is the is the best bit actually so I would argue you know enjoy where 
you're going and the journey that you're going on because once you kind of get the things you're like okay well what's next and there is always going to be something next it might be okay you know I've done these things and now I want to do something completely different like open a restaurant like have kids like get married and have a yacht yeah and these things are all okay like these things that we're told or we are told you know to get married especially as South Asian women to get married have kids and just do that and you would have succeeded um we end up kind of doing a whole 360 against that idea of like being conventional or that's the that's the conventional way of living yeah as artists you know we want to kind of rebel against that which I totally understand um but it's also okay to want those things and to have a career in the arts and to do the things that you want to do in your life in your work life for example and be happy in both areas because it's so like relationships are really important um and not just intimate relationships but you know friendships relationships with our families that's a part of being a human you know fight being financially secure that's really important part of being human having some kind of um happiness when it comes to our careers as well that that's really important and our health and so so if you're able to achieve those things i think you you are successful may i unpick one question which i'm really intrigued in asking because i've recently been asking this as well which is what is the financial value of what like is there a vision is there a goal or something like that because I was like, oh, if I'm earning within a year, 2,000 to 5,000 pounds a month, that is my thing. But then I also had this vision of sitting at a beach with my friends at nighttime and having a good time and hosting a dinner for them. And I was like, That's what I want. I want to do like, that. that goal is so much more, it's like it picks up my heart as opposed to being like the 2,000 to 5,000 pounds, though that is like, I need that. And I want that. I was like, that is that is the thing that I want. And in that moment, feeling happy, not worrying about money because I'm taken care of and just feeling joyfulness and contentment and satisfaction with who I am as a person and the work that I do. So is there something like that for you that financially you associate with? Yeah, massively. I know they say that money isn't everything, but it does definitely have a huge impact on and has a part to play on your happiness because you know that dream that you've just described contributes to all of those things that we've just said you know relationships you know find being financially secure so that you are able to you know give back to your family and friends you're healthy in that situation you've earned your money from your career which then enables you to have a better relationship with your friends and your you've got an intimate relationship in that scenario so it's feeding all sorts of things that kind of dream and it's really similar for me my kind of ultimate goal is to have the love of my life mm. by my side having children who um you know who I would love unconditionally it goes without saying having them in my life like my family family around me and really good friends who understand what I do and who I am which includes the creative industry you know that 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 that's where they are probably going to come from most of my friends are creative having that kind of surrounding surrounding me is is a really important 
dream of mm. mine that I want to fulfill for sure oh, and of course we're going to have the goals of I want to perform on the national as a character as a, you know as a principal character I want to be performing at the globe I want to be a series regular in a tv show you know I want to be in a film I want to produce I want to create I want to write I have my play put on of course like those things are are there as part of my dream but ultimately in order for all of for for those things to happen I need like a stable financial security and I need a stable home environment and I think that's where it starts yeah yeah I think that's so fascinating I'm just reflecting right because I'm I'm going back to the core of why I started this which is the sole purpose of belonging and playing and feeling like I have something to offer and the future which is like I said that contentment that joyfulness and feeling whole and then the practicality of things will just align, I feel like, as long as we're just in those two. I think the, the like, what I want in my life now is, and I, I would love for you to be in this as well, is accountability. So that when day-to-day mundane spaces, I now ask my people, how is your headspace as opposed to how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm really close to. And if at any time I'm not feeling well, I ask my accountable, like my community, my tribe around me to be like, remember why you started this and mm-hmm. remember what you're aiming towards and that feeling will bring you clarity for how to deal with this right now when when we're like comparing ourselves to people when we're dealing with like not enough money and things like that like through those I feel like as a visceral thing I'll find clarity yeah it's so important to have like people that you can trust and who love you and who can see you for who you are and fully accept you for who you are because you're going to be up against you know toxic people in this industry absolutely like you know questionable directors producers other actors like you're gonna be up against people that you clash with like you're not gonna get on with everyone it's just the nature of like us as humans so if you can go home to like a really loving environment where you're able to kind of like release that and you know have those that's that level of support I think that's really important especially in this industry yeah and friends and like yeah accountability partners as well is really important all right time to play some games the games are called Child, play with Rye. It's going to go in different sections. You're going to respond rapidly. First thing that comes into your head. You got this. I got this. If you were a movie, what would the original title of that movie be? First thing that comes into your head. Pipes and Kittens. Give me the logline or the storyline that goes on IMDb in four, three, two, one. A girl climbs up a pipe to save a kitten. Oh, love it. Give me three actors that would star in this. Go. Sam Hayek, Sabiq Anwar Khan. Yeah. And my mum. Okay, love it. Um, If you were a drink, what beverage would you be? Coconut water. If you were a food, what dish and cuisine would you be? Lamb biryani with potatoes in it, which might be controversial. But yeah, bitch, yeah, I said potatoes in it. Yeah, deal with it. Potatoes. It's a very British term. I said it. Potatoes. Potatoes. If you were a dessert, what would you be? Kheer. If you were a fruit, what would you be? Pomegranate. If you were a colour, what would you be? Maroon. If you were a clothing item, what would you be? A bra. If you were... (laughs) No, 
nipple covers. That's no, you said a bra. Yeah. I'm covering you up. Yeah, if, I'll be a bra. I'm supporting you. And I'm if you were a, you a up. flower or a plant, what? which one and what type? Lily, a white lily, but only because that's the only word that's coming to my mind. Whether okay. I would or not, I don't know why. It's okay. Have you ever, is the next question, which I feel like the first one I know. Have you ever hooked up with a fellow artist or admirer? What? Have you ever hooked up with a fellow artiste or an admirer? <laughs> have you ever hooked up with a fella? Oh. I was like, uh, where is this going? <laughs> fellow artiste. Fellow artiste. Yeah. Hooked up with a fellow yeah. artiste. Yeah. Oh, sexually. Whatever you turn that into. <laughs> I don't have time to do long edits, woman. Okay. Uh, yes. Have you ever flirted to get ahead? Yes. Thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. I think people should be honest and not be like, no. Um, Have you ever joined the Mile High Club or done anything intimate in public? No. Oh, yes to the latter, but no to the first. All right. Have you ever peed while swimming? Well, you can't swim, so. In the sea, I have, yes. All right. Have you ever forgotten words and made it up on the spot? Yes. Have you eaten within a couple of seconds of something dropping in the floor or in the bin? Oh, yeah. What would you rather is the next section? Cookies or cake? Cake. Rich or fame? Fame. Critical acclaim or win lots of awards? Awards. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Fairy tales slash mythological tales or real life stories? Mythological fairy tales. That's my doorbell. World peace or equality? World peace. Dogs or cats? Cats. Jalebi or gulab jamun? Jalebi. Maggie noodles or nihari? Nihari. Shan masalas or national masalas? Shan. Theater or film? <laughs> Theater. TV channels or streaming spaces? Oh, oh, this is so tough, but it's so loaded. But I won't go into it, but streaming channels. All right. Best and worst. Best and worst slash most overrated and underrated. Best and worst costume you have ever had? Best was a hijab. Yeah. Worst was... I can't think. I can't think. Oh, probably worst, even though it was... I loved it. Bronze leggings at the National. Okay. I love them. Best or worst project you have ever worked on? Now, this can be self-tapes and auditions or actual projects like films, theatre shows or things like that that you've done. Best, probably like a show that I'm working on. It's a solo piece yeah. um, about technology. And it's about a topic that I've not really seen that's being tackled. I kind of have seen it in certain spaces, but not the way that I'm going to do it. Guys yeah. and gals, folks. And the worst. And don't forget the in-betweens. And the in-betweens, of course. Well, folks, does that encompass everyone? Just folks, just folks. Let's just do folks. Let's just do folks. Yeah. Worst is probably this production that I did that was very amateurly organised. And um, it it had a great tour, though. It was was on at the Birmingham Rep and it had like lots and lots of audiences, but it was like a penny appeal kind of thing. And it wasn't necessarily like the worst in terms of like the content of the show, but I just thought it wasn't as well as organized as it could have been. Got it. Um, Best and worst advice you have been given or taken? So to get lighter skin, put milk on your face. That was the best advice or the worst? That was the best. (laughs) 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 You need to put milk on your face. Um, That was the worst. Best advice? Oh, God, there's so much. Enjoy the journey. Most overrated and underrated actor you know or have seen? Patrick Stewart. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Overrated. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, you can. There's lots of actors. Lots of actors. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, Olivia Coleman. Like, move over. Give someone else a go. Jeez. But uh, most overrated and underrated writer. 
overrated David. What's his bloody name? How come I? How come I can't understand? Remember his name? He wrote. He just writes everything at the National. Okay. Dave, Dave, it's not David Hare. I quite like David Hare. It's David someone. Can okay, I Google David. it quickly or not? Okay, David someone. And then uh, underrated. Abby Morgan. Most overrated Which and not. most overrated and underrated. You can choose out of the three and pick one. Either director, film, or trend. Which one would you like to do? Trend. All right. Most overrated trend is little handbags. Underrated. Bandanas on the head. Oh, wow. All right. The next section is called Can You Improv Though? Where for 30 seconds, you can either do the following. You can either pitch me something or create in the moment and devise a monologue. However, you must include the following words. All right. I'll type them in the chat. Right. What the fuck, man? Why are you doing this hard stuff to us? I know because we're creatives, aren't we? So you're just testing us. You got this. Do you want me to give you an, uh, I hopefully you know this word, it's in Urdu. Oh. So what are you going to do? Are you going to give me a monologue or pitch me a story? I'll do a monologue. Okay, you have 30 seconds and your three words are onomatopoeia, shabash and candle, okay? Your 30 seconds start in five, four, three, two, go. You will Sunday walk on the beach and when you do walk on the beach you may gaze upon the sun that looks like a candle a candle that is glowing and you might think to yourself shabash and then you will feel onomatopoeic well done well done well done we've come to the end of the show and you have just two Woo-hoo. things to do which is everybody loves a rant i love a rant you love a rant i love a rant you get 30 seconds to rant about anything and everything that you want however you have to start your rant or end your rant with what the chai okay ready in yeah. five four three two one go what is it with car engine motor engine garages that when they see a woman they think they can just take full advantage and not pick up the phone to her when your car is in the garage or let you know when it's going to be fixed or charge you way too much like what the actual jai for three Two, one. what the jai engine people mot people engine people what are they even called? Maybe I should learn it. That's handy, handy repair people. Well, your last question is, I'm obsessed with joyfulness this year. So my question to you in ending is, what is one thing that makes you feel joyful? And what is one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful? I love being in creative spaces, whether that's like as a writer or in a rehearsal room working on someone else's piece. I mean, the two are so different experiences, like being an actor, being a writer. But having been a writer, I feel like I know what it feels like when they're observing the actor. So either either kind of space I'm in, I feel so joyful, so grateful, so privileged to be there in a room full of creatives who are so giving and so uh, grateful um, to be there. And they're wanting to give you their all, um, whether that's your scene partner, whether that's like, you know, the producer, the director. So that's absolutely like makes my heart shine and that is like so joyful I think being in those rehearsal spaces it's so important to make sure that other people that are 
in those spaces are feeling okay and feeling like they're being seen, they're being heard, you know, and as someone who's been in the industry and it's probably like a bit older than people who are, you know, starting out, um, I feel like for me, what brings me joy and to help in helping others is to, yeah, to create, to create an, an environment of well-being for those people just to make sure that they're feeling okay because often when you're first starting out you just you you just kind of like say okay to everything and you're like yeah that's fine yeah yeah I can do that and it's like you know let's have let's have like deeper conversations and making sure that you know people are being safeguarded and that they're okay actually well everyone that brings us to an end and I hope you enjoyed that I want to say a massive thank you to the guest for their time all of the information about the guest myself and the show will be listed in the bio make sure to follow share comment and subscribe show us all some love because isn't that what we want at the end of the day some love your support really helps the show and the message of it grow and the people that are on here thank you again and as i always say breathe in breathe out i must go which means now i must go i own that that is copyrighted and i will sue (laughs) okay have a great one and stay curious till next time